0: It's the most wonderful time of the year. And it's Radio Free Topag, and I'm Audrey. I'm done with it. Christmas Christmas is only at the time of this recording, or at the time of the release of this recording, twenty-four days away. Twenty-three days away. Twenty
1: four. Six days away.
0: Could be. If, we, if you're listening to this on the 19th. Uh, then it could be six days away. Then it could be six days away. But what my point is, this is, I, I'm losing it, folks. I'm My grip on reality is slipping because I have to listen to horses and the talk of their feet. Uh, I have to listen <laughs> to Jingle Bell Rock. We're going to get into it on the Christmas episode. I just want to let everybody know that my mental state is pretty thin. I got a pretty thin, tenuous grasp right now christmas
2: hell has begun of your work in retail <laughs> in full swing nothing but xmas music blaring from the speakers like christmas angels on high you know what i'm saying i do that shit sucks hey you know what doesn't <laughs> suck what doesn't suck we got fredo fabrucci Gentleman Kong in the pod house.
1: That's right. Hey, everybody. How's it going? It's me, Fredo. You may know me from things such as this episode and discussion about Fredo chat in this show.
2: <laughs> it's been a multi episode, multi month <laughs> arc to get to this point. We should probably give the backstory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: I, 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 so I was um I, neither of you knew me at the time, right? You had no, I um you had Murder Brian, um, great guest, uh Follow Me Back coward, if you're listening, uh on the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> And, and if I remember right, uh, the story was that somebody had written into the show to complain about how their former partner was obsessed yeah. with Fredo Chat and was talking about it all the time, but did not provide any context into what Fredo Chat was. We had no, no idea. And I found out about it through someone in Fredo Chat linked to this show and was like, yeah, listen to this. And I was like, what the fuck? They're like ta- – I can swear, right? Yeah, you swear in the show. Absolutely oh yeah this is x-rated <laughs> and i was like what is this show who who is in a situation where they're talking about fredo chat enough that someone would write into a relationship show about it um it was it was a hell of an arc and uh and speculation was abound in fredo chat for months trying to figure out um who who the culprit was uh but that arc did lead to the two of you joining fredo chat um, yes. because most of us popped up in the comments and followed all the two of you. And eventually uh, you were brought into the fold. So we have an insider exclusive Frito chat episode. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's pretty great finding out what it is. And then we find out about you, the gentleman Kong and your That's delightful right. tweets. Yeah. One, of the, one of the like, best
1: posters around, I would say.
2: I like, would nice, say so you know. <laughs> too. And then I had a moment where I was like, this chat sounds like a good time. And this gorilla is having a good time too. I want to be in this <laughs> chat. And we encountered somebody in there is the fabled drunk cake slicer. Uh, who has written in and is kind of a recurring character uh, on here as well? <laughs> oh yeah, probably a lot of um,
1: uh, a lot of Fredo Chat people have made the show in various
2: <laughs> various forms in uh,
1: one way or another. Uh, but today uh, today it's me, and I'm I'm very excited and, and happy to be here. Uh, I I mentioned uh, I mentioned to you Dono that um, uh, for for me it's uh, particularly of of interest because in in real life outside of Twitter I'm, I'm I like to think of myself as a professional shit poster, but I'm actually a psychologist. So I was like, well, Hmm. uh, I can go on this relationship. I mean, of course, the – the relationship advice, or any advice I will be giving, is is not professional advice, oh. um, so please don't uh, don't take it too seriously and say a psychologist told me to do this insane thing because he was making <laughs> a joke on a, uh, on a radio show. Uh, but it did seem very up my alley, so I'm I'm uh, happy to have the opportunity to be here and, and riff with the two of you, and uh, you know, hopefully have some fun on
2: the show today. Hell yeah. Oh, it'll be fun. It's always fun in here in the doghouse. Woof, woof, that's what we call it. Oh, that's We're right. We're like a right, pack of dogs in here. We're shooting <laughs> okay. on stakes and stuff. Do you, you're a psychologist, do you do therapy kind of stuff or are you like a research kind of person, academia kind of person? Yeah, can good can good question. Because
1: mo- yeah, most so I, I'm I'm on the research side, and the funny the funny thing, well, not the funny thing about it. Like um, I was, you know, at one point I was in that crossroads of what branch of psychology do I want to get into, what I want to do with my life. And I think what kept me from going down that path is I I just did not think I had like the mental fortitude, you know, the sort of resilience to right. uh, to deal with what a lot of those folks deal with. And and having been in the I'm I'm old by the way, so having been in the discipline for for a decent amount of time now. Uh, I obviously know a lot of folks that work in that world or come from that world and I, I hear about the things they have to deal with and it's and it's heavy. It's really like tough stuff. Uh, so I am glad to have gone into um, you know research that's a little bit less uh, dire in terms of the subject matter, right. and I can continue to be you know my my dumb shit posty self and not you know um, be up awake <laughs> all night hearing about people's like horrifying problems. I mean, my heart goes out to all those folks that do that. I think it takes a, a lot of mental fortitude that I do not have. Yeah,
2: for sure. It's it's a lot of uh, I don't. It's one of those things where I imagine it's difficult to keep work and life separate like you really got to be able to put that wall up and then at the same time though it's like but you also kind of need to process the low-key trauma of like hearing about these things absolutely and helping people through these things no, i got a lot of respect for folks who do that i had a similar thing i, I went to school for psych actually and i was on the grad school path and thinking of doing that same thing but i kind of had the same concern you know and then i also didn't like the idea of going to school for six years because (laughs) my heart just wasn't in it for that part and so i thought to myself what if i just start coding and then giving unsolicited unprofessional advice (laughs) on the pod radio
1: this this mfr literally learned to code
2: It's, like, data stuff. It's at least kind of related. I did, did like, research psych stuff, too, but mine was all, like effects of targeted advertising and stuff that and, was, and,
1: and yeah. i've done i've done that kind of stuff too i mean you know in the in the research world I, and not that I, I don't want to get into like you know all the, all the various uh, streams of research that i've done but you know it's it's a lot more stuff like that or it's get people in a lab and have some kind of manipulation and see how they react to it and you know uh what yeah. kind of impact that might have etc cetera, etc cetera. but nothing you know nothing too wild and, and even even then, even doing what I do, a lot of stuff that folks would consider—I mean, I of course think it's interesting and important—but I'm biased. Uh, even then, you occasionally hear you do a focus group or something, and you hear some like horrible story from somebody, and you have to like, "Ooh, uh, all right, well, <laughs> you know, let's uh, let's talk about this coupon or you know whatever the, <laughs> the
2: things about us. <laughs> right. I'm going hey. to tell you, group of freshmen, that I'm going to give you chocolate, and then I'm not going to do that, and we're going to record how upset
0: you are. That's right. Slam, <laughs> slam the door in your face. The yeah, well, gradient it, of weight to chocolate upsetness. Oh, yeah. I'm promising,
2: like, one of those big Hershey kisses. Ooh. Like, oh, they're not supposed to be that big. And then, those... you, then I'm like, psych, that would hurt.
1: Those kinds of food studies are some of the most interesting. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw one out there because it's soup related, and and uh, soup is a very important part <laughs> of Fredo Chat Canon. It
0: surely uh, is. Certainly <laughs> appropriate as well.
1: There's one study I read about where um, the participants that did it they weren't aware of this, but the um, the thing they were measuring was how much soup they ate, and uh, they had two versions of of this of the the condition. Right, one condition was that they would just keep bringing you bowls of soup and when you'd finish a bowl they'd bring another the yeah. one and then the other condition was that they had a bowl of soup that was attached to this like complicated apparatus that would pump soup into the bottom <laughs> of the bowl so it was like one bowl that would ne- that was like bolted at the table that would never
2: run out of soup truly and endless
1: soup holy I mean, truly, literally it's endless not soup not and an fascinating garden. The fascinating part is what ended up happening is the people that had the like infinitely refilling bowl of soup ended up eating way more soup because it was harder for them to keep track of how much they were eating. You know, they weren't using the bowls as a way to to measure. And it's it's forever fascinating to me. Right. And I remember the paper had a little like diagram highlighting how this like soup pump that they built (laughs) into the table worked.
0: (laughs) Fredo, tell me what kind of soup was used in the study.
1: That is a really good question. Um, it was definitely a more um, like liquidy soup. Sure. So it wasn't like, like a, a chunky. Yeah, not like a cream of potato or something. It might have been a like a chicken. I want to say chicken noodle, but I don't know that they, they could get noodles through the pumps. I mean, yeah, like I was a, thinking, uh, it was just like a – It might have just been like a consomme, like a chicken consomme. So it like a simple one like that because –
2: Like tomato soup. We got a like, – Oh, you know, it could have been
1: – it could have been tomato because here, here's the thing about these kinds of studies is that there's always an just an incredible amount of work that goes into them before. So they probably did some initial testing to determine what what's like the most inoffensive soup flavor that the most people agree is pretty good, and then it had to meet criteria of being able to work with the pump and all all this you know allergy friendly. So <laughs> either a tomato or some kind of like a consommé or something was was probably what they did.
2: Oh, I want that technology. I'm gonna lead a heist on this lab so I can get the infinite (laughs) soup at home. (laughs) That's what I'm gonna do for for
1: Fredo's chili bowl. I'm gonna have chili pumps at every table that just (laughs) pump into the bowl for infinite chili.
2: Oh, science rules, folks. Let's just say that. Well, Fredo, uh, we gotta ask you a a different question too. Mm -hmm. A question that we ask every guest. Probably unrelated to soup, but who knows? It could play him. It could. But that question is uh what's your what's your most embarrassing dating or relationship story? What you what you got?
1: Yeah. Um, and, and this is, uh, and, and this is a, a tough one for me, um, you know, trying, trying to keep kayfabe bright as, uh, uh, as the important, uh, internet character, Fredo Fabrushi. So I, I'll give you one piece of background that kind of qualifies as an embarrassing story. And then I'll tell you one, one thing that I was uh, mortified by that you might remember from, from, uh, uh, Fredo chat that oh, is yeah. actually super related. Uh, so, so the first thing is I, uh, and one reason you should not take advice from me, folks that are listening to this is I did not date for most of my adult life. <laughs> I, uh, I had a partner in like college and we split up uh, and uh, I was like at the time, right. I was like in grad school and then bouncing around between like my first few jobs. And I yeah. guess I just got into this mindset of like, well, dating's not really for me. I'm moving around all the time. And then I'm like a weird, right. I'm like a weird, dude i'm like not the kind of person a lot of people would would be into because like i don't want to have kids i'm i'm this this before i was a famous internet character which of course makes me much more attractive uh um I, I remember when I uh so I'm, I'm engaged now uh, mrs. Fabrucci, another very popular internet character uh, out. yeah and and we met when I decided to start dating again in like my 30s and I put in my in my dating profile that I was a walking set of deal breakers you know kind of half jokingly because uh, I you know I'm I, I and it's not like a depression thing or whatever. I'm just not the kind of guy that's like traditionally attractive. You know, I'm like right, a, a right. short, weird, goofy guy uh, that's really into video games. I don't want to have kids. Uh, I'm like super leftist, but I'm not like a polyamorous type or whatever, which is uh, well, not that I have any issue with that, but that's just not me. Oh,
2: right. So, yeah. Yeah. so
1: it's, it's like this very weird cross section that almost nobody is in. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But anyway, so so that's that's one thing. One other story I'll tell is uh, – and this is having to go way back because like I said, I didn't date for a very long time. I remember being on a date uh, with a girl when I was like in high school and I went to this Italian place and – and uh as the her olive, order right? at the italian place no not the uh the olive the uh Il Giardino that what we call it um, she <laughs> <laughs> ordered a uh, soup minestrone soup and milk an absolutely mortifying order and the people at the Ooh. restaurant were like beside themselves and the waiter, I will always remember. The waiter called over like one of the managers to make sure, like he he, because he he thought it was like a prank. He was like, "No, it's a real order. I'm bringing the manager over here to like hear this order because they like won't make it because they think it's someone joking." <laughs> <laughs> so there, as to, for me as an italian right that was a mortifying you know the worst possible experience yeah. uh one could have on a date and i and i would love to say that's why we broke up but but it's not she was she was a sweet girl <laughs>
2: a
0: with sweet, just a little bit Caldang. of baggage sweet calcium-deprived girl who, yeah. Needed- yeah, who
1: really needed a, a nice, tall glass of milk with a minestrone soup, and nothing else.
2: That was like <laughs> dinner that
1: day of just a big old glass of milk and a bowl of minestrone oh, soup. Oh,
2: yeah. I love oh, that. It's all about the contrast, and I love the contrast of a hot, salty minestrone <laughs> with just a cold glass of milk on yeah. the side. Yes! And, it was, and you know the way, you know,
1: restaurant, it was like one of those big-ass, like, 24-ounce restaurants struck glasses yeah. of
2: milk. <laughs> I mean high protein content though that minestrone has got like some insoluble fiber it's mm-hmm. probably got like some good uh, electrolytes for you okay. maybe she was bulking maybe she's just trying to get swollen as fuck yeah my maybe, maybe she was doing cold. a. The,
1: uh, <laughs> that's true I, I didn't consider that you know and that's and that's that's on me you know that was me being uh, a bad partner which is probably why we really broke up <laughs>
2: Folks, you have to respect your partner's go-mad. <laughs> have y'all heard of go-mad? I was yeah. reminded of this. This was a thing on, like, bodybuilding forums in, like, the mid-2010s where people were like, I'm skinny, I'm trying to get into weightlifting, how do I eat enough to get big? And they'd be like, go-mad. Gallon of milk a day. Oh, <laughs> wow. no! It's like a dick load of protein, but Jesus Christ, I cannot imagine... That anybody is, being around me after I've spent the day drinking a gallon of fucking whole milk—that's
1: way too much. So shout out to Howell from Fredo Chat, who's like loves milk more than anybody I know. <laughs> uh, other, other than him, uh, that is a deprived thing that I cannot imagine a, a hum- or depraved, I should say, thing that I cannot imagine any sensible human doing.
2: <laughs> but hey, you get nice and swollen. You know, you got that milky white
0: eyes. It's coming out of your eyes. Is that what happens?
1: Something? You drink too much milk and it just goes into your
0: eyes? You're, yeah, it's like flamingos turn pink when they eat all that shrimp.
2: You start getting that milk stank. Ooh, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> <powerful. Ugh. laughs>
1: horrible, horrible. Well, thanks for having me on. This was fun. <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Ooh, too much milk, folks. Simply too much milk did you say you had another story too
1: no i mean really it was the not dating for 10 years and then the the soup and milk
2: yeah i see i see hey different strokes for different folks but i i can't identify with that stroke that's a horrifying combination milk and soup i don't feel it maybe like a broccoli cheddar you could
0: drink milk with i don't know that's maybe too too much dairy
2: Definitely yeah, because then so.
1: the creamy soups combined with milk is just too much. You're you're talking so much milk and cream
2: <laughs> to have at once.
1: I don't <laughs> know.
2: If you're on Gomad, it's I acceptable. If, if you're, you're not, on
1: Gomad, you get like one of those loaded baked potato soups and then wash it down with a big glass of whole milk.
2: Give me my cow juice. Uh, uh, I yum, can't yum, imagine yum. that trip Very to the bathroom rare.
1: after that lunch. <laughs>
2: It is fucking bad. I drink a lot of protein, and I'm gonna be doing this again probably. But I drink a lot of protein shakes where I would fill the whole shaker, and then instead of water, I would do whole milk, and it's just like a hundred grams of protein or something. And Jesus fucking Christ, the farts are on that that rare level where I couldn't be around my own farts. <laughs> like you rip one, and you're like, this is fucked up. I need to leave. <laughs>
1: You're, you're making me think I, – I don't know if either of you saw this because I, I posted about it on Twitter of that, that very bizarre short-lived ad campaign where they were trying to market milk as like an energy drink. And
2: they, and they had
1: that like cartoon guy that was like skateboarding and surfing and playing basketball and just pounding milk like Gatorade just like slams, slams a basket and just takes it chug oh. of milk
0: <laughs> I have seen it suggested that it is more hydrating than just water that if you were dehydrated that you should drink milk
1: I mean I that could it. be true but uh, if, if that's right I, I don't want to be right
2: yeah. I mean? <laughs> like if I'm fully dehydrated and just trying to fix up real quick I could see that but if I'm like I'm a long distance runner and I have a <laughs> camelback filled with 2% <laughs> <so."> <laughs> It gets hot and stinky in the sun as the run goes on. Running
1: 12 miles into a
2: marathon and just just pounding a cup of milk. Yeah, I don't know about that. I fucking hate that. All right, that's too much milk for me. I'm fucking dying. Uh, You know what will break this milk up? You know what will really add a nice compliment to that milk? What if we crack open? A delicious box of questions. Let's what do, do that. i I hope
1: none of these are about milk. <laughs> uh,
2: I hope that too. It's question box time. But first, a word from our sponsors. Support for Radio Free Tote Bag is brought to you by Manscaped. Manscaped! Who is the best in below-the-waist grooming and hygiene? Manscaped offers precision engineers tools for your family, jewels. Manscaped just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. 4.0. You heard that right, the 4.0! Join over 4 million people worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% 20% off and free worldwide
0: shipping with the code RFTB at manscaped.com. The detailing and like precision construction of this particular trimmer is so pleasant. It just feels good in your hand and it and it works. It works great. Uh blasted directly through uh many months of, of Bush. It's just like <laughs> I really it really did like I swear to God it's an excellent excellent product and I just uh what oh which one was it is it the crop this is the preserver I just put on my uh, uh unit and yeah. uh it's very very pleasant smell very good feeling stuff and I can you know I think I can already tell that I'm a little less you know sweaty
2: oh and that's a good feeling because there's nothing like Soggy nuts. We all know this. <laughs> I just hit my business with a little a crop reviver uh, between takes for this, and uh, also extremely nice scent and just kind of a refreshing feeling. I was working out earlier. Spritz this on. It's like my. It's like my balls never aged a day. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it reawakened the My dream. <laughs> So, folks, get 20% off of free shipping with the code RFTB at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. And use code RFTB. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped.
0: Manscaped. Asking all them questions. Asking all them questions. While you asking all them questions. Make a
2: Asking all questions. Asking all questions. Why are you asking all questions? Making statements. Yes, it's the question box. Ooh, what a delicious box of treats. It's the part of the show where you, the listener, you can send us in questions and we'll do our best to answer them. If you'd like to do that, uh, cast your milk aside. Stop double fisted, and use those hands to get on twitter and head to at rftb pod or instagram at radio free tote bag we got links to the box there you don't have to make an account it's anonymous and uh this week uh audrey what do you want to what do you want to start with this week
0: what is the best thing to order at fazoli's on a first date god damn it that's got to be vander
2: (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna I'm gonna come in with a little with a little crazy one here because this is the first date right and you want to mm. impress your date with your yeah. broad spectrum of tastes and so I'm thinking you get a little minestrone soup going, God damn right? it, God damn it, but then on the side. You can get a little glass of whole milk. How about that? Uh, We got a little creamy and salty. Oh, that sounds great. Your dad will be like, holy smokes, this is the sexiest combo I've ever seen. Dr. Fredo's professional advice is to not do that.
1: I'm (laughs) going to go on record.
2: (laughs) No, I have have spoken extensively on this show about my kind of anxiety slash avoidance of uh, getting food on the first date. Because I get like weirdly self-aware of my eating. I'm trying to talk Mm. to the person. I'm like, am I eating this normally? And then I get in my head and stuff. But so I think if, if it's set in stone, we're at Fazoli's on this first date. I want to get the thing that is like the least complex to Mm. get into my mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like spaghetti noodles are going to be a struggle. That takes a lot of focus. I'm not going to be able to, to flirt as well Mm -hmm. as I could. So maybe like, I don't know, little tortellinis or something. Something That's you good. can just Sounds get like on a ravioli, fork nice and easy. Yeah. Uh,
0: I'm going to say that you want to really display your your positive qualities. And one of those qualities mm-hmm. is, of course, resilience and, and fortitude. So, True. what you're going to do is you're going to order two baked ZDs and you are going to unhinge your jaw <laughs> and just pour them. Into your corpus.
1: I'm going to be real with you for a sec. When you started to say resilience, I was like, God damn it. She's going to say soup and milk. It's going to be soup and milk again. <laughs> Not this time. Well, not uh, this time. I uh, I think um, I think that's all good advice. Uh, I'm uh, I, I'm in the same. I'm not a big um, food on the first date because I like oh, to think yeah. of it as a kind of you know a, a more casual get to know you. I'm big into like oh let's meet for a coffee or something right. you know that sort of thing. Um, I think if you're doing something like Fazoli's, I I would actually be inclined to maybe just like split a pizza or something. It's like a little bit more fun. It feels a little bit more – something about pasta feels somehow a little bit more formal – and, uh, feel yeah, pizza is like, you can have, you know, you can just have a slice or two or take some, it feels, it feels less weird yeah. to just kind of like pick at it while you're chatting. Um, it's true and it somehow feels, I, I don't know what, right. I mean, I should know the psychology of this, but it somehow feels like, like less of a commitment, like less serious to have like a slice of pizza on the table that you're sharing, uh, versus, um. Uh, versus like individual pastas. Plus, I don't know. It's like you're sharing it. You can maybe talk about the ingredients you like. Maybe that gets the ball rolling. I don't know. That, that's what I would do.
0: A I pizza like is more festive. There's no such thing as party pasta, but you can get yeah. a party pizza. You do some party well, pizza. you know,
1: Fredo's chili bowl. You can order a um, uh, party pasta, <laughs> <laughs> a variety of delicious party pastas served it's, with your choice of chili, of course. It's
2: got it's got a little party hat shaped <laughs> in there. How about that? That's our secret special touch. I like the pizza idea. I'm I'm feeling it as kind of like a shared thing. And hey, you will be like, "Ooh, do you fold your pizza when you eat it?" Where's the best pizza place? You've been to. This is the spark of more conversation than pasta.
1: Absolutely. Regional pizza style preferences, you know, and that way if they say something you don't like, you know, you slam your hands on the table and storm out.
2: (laughs) (laughs) kind of filter out on the first date, make sure you're matched up. I feel it. I feel it.
1: You were sitting there like, oh, I could never date someone that prefers New York style, or Chicago style.
2: <laughs> they just end the date immediately. Did you seriously just order milk pizza? <laughs> All right. I'm out of here. What is Should that mean? Replace marinara with milk? Are you fucking kidding me? You know oh. what? A,
1: a chicken Alfredo pizza is not bad. You I know, like if that you do, a lot. Yeah. That's true. Chicken Alfredo, spinach, little bacon or something. That's a nice
2: yeah. little pizza there. I like the Alfredo sauce. I mix it up. I'll give it a thumbs up to this.
0: All right, what else we got in this here question box? I got. It. I'm getting a second call from somebody really needs to talk to me. Apparently, hold on. Okay, um,
2: hold on. It's a- <laughs> I can get ibuprofen too because I got a headache from hello pumping fucking iron. What's
1: it? Yeah. <laughs> Well, folks, it's just me, Fredo, right now. Uh, The two regular hosts of this show have walked away, uh, leaving me with the reins. Unfortunately, I don't have the questions in front of me, or else I would uh, scroll through them uh, and start giving you individual advice. Um, But because that's not the case, I can give some, some very general advice. Uh, I would say, uh, you know, keep it keep it fun and casual on those uh, on those early date folks. Uh, maybe, maybe don't commit to a meal. Maybe maybe you both feel like it. It's not you know the worst idea. Um, but a nice coffee, or you know what I like, something maybe a little more interesting than coffee. Maybe go to like a bubble tea place. You know, one of those like Asian bakeries does like bubble tea and little treats. Oh, that's that's just a delight. It's like it's fun. It's a little little more interesting. And uh, <laughs> and Augur's coming back uh, while I've been talking to myself here. I was uh I was giving people uh, general advice that you could listen to later <laughs> on the recording while while the two of you had stepped
0: out. Oh, that's good stuff. <laughs> Ugh. I gotta get my flow back. Terrible. I'm gonna chew some gum. I've been quitting nicotine. Or ah. I have quit nicotine again. This is like my third time. Good. Quitting. Well good.
1: I mean hopefully third time to charm, because that yeah. shit is disgusting.
0: Yeah. Well, I vaped, so it wasn't quite as gross. Okay,
1: not as bad. Sure, sure.
0: Um, but I learned, and it's funny, here's the here's the timeline of my last week. I guess it was maybe two weeks ago. Um, Thursday night, I bought eight cartridges. Each of those cartridges, I smoked like a cartridge and a half a day, right? So I buy that on Thursday night. Saturday morning, I find out that nicotine inhibits the efficacy of orally administered estrogen.
1: Oh, that seems bad. That seems bad.
0: And then I was quit by Wednesday of the next week.
1: There you go. All right. Well, uh, hope, hopefully that that extra, you know, the extra bit of motivation keep, keeps you off of it, because I'm yeah. sure it's going to be much better for
2: you in the long run.
0: Absolutely. What, what happened? tell about, about how I quit nicotine again, because I found uh, out that it blocks uh, estrogen.
2: Was everything OK with the call?
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's uh it's, my mom was like, "Can you help me carry groceries in?" and I'm like, oh, gosh. I'm kind of in the middle of something right now." I am doing a
1: podcast, mom. <laughs> yeah, I do a
0: podcast. But then I was, <laughs> then I even said, I was like, "Well, I paused the call." Um, I mean, I guess I can." And she goes, "Well, I'm not at the garage yet." And I went
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: that's oh, it. such a classic
0: mom move. <laughs> I was just like, "I I mean, and she goes, "It's fine. It's fine." please don't be upset I'm like, Yeah, okay,
1: but it's so totally you know. not fine she's gonna bring it up
2: <laughs>
0: like yeah. three days from now she's gonna yeah. bring it up <laughs> well, you couldn't be bothered to help me bring it that's right we,
2: we all know how it works we're trying to save relationships out here and that takes priority <laughs> over some friggin groceries that's right that's oh, right up. brother hey, uh okay uh, so i was about to read another question yes, yeah right, yeah another question okay cool all right what do we got next hey it's kind of a long one uh-huh and it's kind of sweet okay hey audrey donovan and guests wow. single guest this time hello first of all i want to say that your show has been one of the few things i've been looking forward to during the pandemic uh-huh. it genuinely made every week a little easier so thank you so much for creating it yeah you're welcome <laughs> yeah, you gotta thank the real uh, mastermind here, Fredo Faberucci. <laughs> oh, this is extremely sweet. Thank you. That, that makes me yeah, feel fucking good. That's huge. Um, I guess my question is about showing more initiative when it comes to dating. Hmm. I'm a 27-year-old straight guy, and I don't have that much experience when it comes to dating, sex, and relationships. This is mostly due to a bunch of mental health stuff that I've been working through since basically as long as I can remember, and also because I'm generally quite shy. Hmm. For these reasons, mostly avoided dating till I was like 23, and I've made some pretty bad experiences, but also a lot of progress since then. But one key problem still remains for me, and that is that I am absolutely terrified of making anything resembling a first move. The couple times where dating someone actually led anywhere, uh, it was always the other person who kissed me first or initiated sex for the first time. I'm afraid that if I tried this myself, I'd be rejected, and I'm even more afraid of somehow misreading signals and crossing someone's boundaries. If the other person initiates all that, those problems, of course, don't really exist anymore, but it makes dating really difficult for me, and I just feel like I've missed a bunch of opportunities due to this. So I guess my question is, if you have any tips, how to get better at this sort of thing. Sorry for the long and rambling letter. I hope you're all having a great day, question mark, question mark. I am. I'm no, small as, just... as
0: fuck. I'm doing yeah, <laughs> having, having an all right day.
2: We're cruising over here. Thank you for all the nice words. And I, I fucking feel this big time. I think we've talked about this in the past, but I, I like still kind of struggle with this, particularly the, I don't want to like misread and cross somebody's boundary thing. Sure. Yeah. I kind of always just do the, Hey, do you want to make out with me? Yes. And like, just kind of do it as confidently and sometimes kind of goofy as possible. I don't know. I, I, I've had mostly good exp- uh, reactions to that.
0: That is a hundred percent the move because movies and television and romance uh, nice. literature and, and, sort of the fiction around romance generally has led us to believe that it's somebody you get that look on your face right and then you just fucking lean in like that i like 100 percent of the time if somebody is just looking at me and then goes to make a move i get fucking freaked out like i right. want i want <laughs> the words beforehand i want to like is it a, is it all right if i kiss you like i that's what i that's i just think a is the move. heads up yeah heads up i'm about to give you a smooch because
2: <laughs> there's also like there's nothing worse than somebody just coming at you with a kiss unexpectedly like just the mouth towards you you're like oh god oh but then you can't say oh god oh because you're gonna make them feel awful sure, <laughs> so yeah in this weird, and weird suddenly spot.
0: you got someone's tongue in your mouth and you maybe weren't necessarily ready for that
2: because I, I have had the situations where it just kind of organically happens. Definitely, like, the vast majority of the times so I'm just direct and say something mm-hmm. and ask something like that. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like those situations, there would like, there's no way to misread the signal. They're giving you the fucking eyes. Maybe you got, like, an arm around each other or something. And they kind of lean towards you, and you're like, okay, I I'm feeling this. Or maybe you've, like, been out enough that you kind of have a feeling for the other person and kind of how they are like yeah they, they're clearly into me or whatever yeah uh but in general i don't think there's anything like wrong with just kind of doing the ask and i think that avoids a lot of these issues you're talking about here or these anxieties
1: yeah i i agree with that it's it's too bad um it's too bad we we were not actually talking to the person because I'm, I'm curious if this is about like when you're on a date with somebody versus like approaching someone or asking someone out which um in in that case i i have no good advice because uh i am similarly like um i mean you know i'm i'm everyone's favorite small account freighter for bruci everybody's into me so i can't just take advantage (laughs) of that (laughs) Uh, but um you know my solution because i you know i i I don't know that I'm necessarily, like, an awkward person, but I was certainly awkward when it comes to relationships and, and yeah. initiating, right, anything like that. Um but for me, you know, online like meeting people online and meeting up for dates and that sort of thing um, was a good entryway into that because it's like, well, you're both there to go, you know, you're meeting up for a date, right. um, and you know, maybe nothing like that happens in the first date, which is which is fine. I mean, it's it's exactly like you say. Uh, sometimes there's like that moment where you feel like you're getting into it, or maybe you know, I, I very famously. Uh, Mrs. Fabrici makes fun of me all the time because on one of our early, like our second date or something, uh, I, I said something very awkward. I'm, it's funny. I'm sitting here saying I'm not that awkward, and now here's a very awkward thing where I said something like, "Hey, can I make the move?" Because I like wanted to kiss her goodbye, you know, as you we were like leaving the date. Um, and and you know, she was into it, and it was good. It's like a fun thing we joke about now, and yeah, and I yeah. think I think it's okay to like be a little awkward and laugh at yourself a little yeah. bit. Like it's fine. I I, I think that that. that I, that point that the two of you brought up about like movies and stuff, I think that kind of like taints our, our brains a little bit and makes us think like For oh, sure. if you have some like mildly embarrassing moment and then it's like, you know, smash cut to the girl telling her friends about it and everyone laughing at you, like, right. that, I don't know that's, that's not, I would say don't get hung up on that stuff, I'd say like if you're If your thing is maybe you feel weird about asking people out in the first place, maybe try setting up internet dates and and that sort of thing, Um, or talking to you know getting to know somebody, um, talking to them online you know exchange because everybody does that these days right? You exchange like um, I'm going to say aim handles it makes you sound like an old man whatever the kids (laughs) today uh, are using and then you know you can maybe yeah Discord whatever. so I don't know. I don't know if that's if that's helpful, but I think the advice that the that the two of you gave was definitely uh, spot on. And I, and I would say do not do any of that like weird pickup artist stuff. That if you right. were to Google that, you might find because I, I think more more people than not would find that off putting. And I'm assuming if you're a big fan of this show, you're probably not one of these like alpha male pickup
2: <laughs> artist guys. Uh, we would hope so. Yeah, <laughs> unless you're a reformed. Uh... No, but for sure, I, like, that was such a hang-up for me when I was younger, too, and, like, when you don't have a lot of experience, or, like, I don't want to look uncool, I don't yeah. want to look, like, dorky or whatever. But when it comes down to it, people, like, fucking appreciate that vulnerability, especially if you're into somebody, the ability to be like, I'm in, dude, do you want to kiss in, like, a confident way with also being okay with it being a no and nothing happening? I don't know. I think people respect that kind of vulnerability. I, I agree. I think that's right on so i hope i hope some of this helped and uh i don't know let us let us know if, they, if they're kind of saying something or, or what ends up working out for you uh but yeah it, this i think this is somebody everybody or this is something everybody kind of experiences though you know and so i think just kind of bringing it up and talking about it like i said this person's not going to be like off-put or think it's weird i i think that's something a lot of people do uh so don't don't stress too much. Uh, and good on you for pushing through the anxiety and getting out there cuz that's yeah. the biggest kind of first step with this and that's not an easy thing to do yeah uh, avo- avoid
1: getting stuck in your own head right cuz that does create this like anxiety loop so sure. the, the the less you can get sucked into that the more comfortable you're, you're going to be and and you know that'll come that'll come with like some experience of like working through that situation um and and it'll feel it'll feel maybe it feels weird right because you haven't approached that situation that much or you've always
2: yeah, been not new. sure how to handle it that's what it's just kind of the new and scary kind of situation mm-hmm. you know we don't we don't really get training on this stuff when we're younger too and so it's like <laughs> just stuck kind of figuring it out and worried about all these things that I don't know. Ultimately, well, I, I don't think you need to worry about
1: it. I think that's the problem is that you get training, but it's bad training because you get training from the media, which shows you like Correct. this totally unrealistic way of, of how that works.
2: Go outside her window at midnight with a boom box. <laughs> People love that shit. Yeah. Oh, wow, they love being woken up to a motherfucker on their lawn.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: no, thank you. But thank you for the question, listener. And uh, good luck out there. We got your back. Maybe try growing a mustache. And you get that situation where somebody's like, Ooh, I've never kissed somebody with a mustache. You're like, Oh, you want to try? I got some milk stored up there. Maybe I don't know about that. I don't know about, yeah,
1: that. I don't know about that. I mean it, it works it works for you. You really pull off the, the handsome mustache guy. Uh, I, think- I don't know if, I don't know that it works for most people.
2: <laughs> get a stick on. Take it for a spin for a little bit. Look just like Groucho <laughs> Marx <laughs> for a little while. Yeah, let's just <laughs> grab
0: <describe> one. <laughs> All right, Audrey, what else is in the box? Hi, Audrey. Aw, oh. And Dono Goddamn. Hey, yeah. looking, looking good, says question asker. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Hope I'm not too late. You're not. You're on the show. You're right on time. <laughs> My girlfriend and I have been together since junior year of high school, 10 uh-huh. years now. Wow recently she's been feeling down and i found out why she is sad that all of these kids are doing wild promposals nowadays and i never did one for her it's clear that she wants me to do one but i'm not so hot on the idea and i feel like whatever i do isn't going to be good enough for her uh, as she has built up in her head what do i do You gotta one up the
2: promposal, you gotta do a regular proposal. It's time to get married is the only solution.
1: (laughs) It's the only thing you could possibly do. Getting married will solve all of your problems, I agree. Very good advice.
2: (laughs) More and more people are saying this. It never fails. That's what they (laughs) say. I'm just saying what I've heard, folks. People they come up to me, they say, Fredo,
1: you have all the best dating advice. Everybody knows what to do.
2: Well, I'm imagining, okay, so you've been together since junior year of high school, what is it, like 17? Yeah, like there's 27 another
1: 27-year-old, 27 uh, suspicious Yay. theme of 27-year-old writers.
0: We, we have a demo, <laughs> we absolutely do. Uh, but so,
2: like, you're past the point where, I don't know, there's, like, school events or whatever to invite somebody to, and I'm kind of, no, I, don't know, I I work in like tech stuff and this kind of thing does not exist. But maybe if you're in an industry with like a gala or some shit mm, or like yeah. a what we- I don't know. I guess doing like a theatrical invite for somebody as your wedding date, that's not, it that doesn't really stand uh, up. I'm trying to think of like an event you could I, do a thing for. You so, so
1: this isn't out there um, because I, I know you were like kidding, but do do we think it's possible that maybe um i mean 10 years you know that that, that this person's partner is maybe hinting that they would like Ooh. a sort of grand sweeping proposal proposal you know mm-hmm. that like oh it's so romantic how these teenagers do this it'd be nice to do something like that you know hint hint because yeah, uh, okay. i don't know i don't know their relationship right? i don't know if they're at that like Seriously, thinking of getting married soon. That's I, like I would point. assume, right? If they've been together that long, Ten years
2: then, in, yeah, yeah, gotta, at
1: least beyond the mind. So, if that's if that's something you're thinking about doing, and your partner has, has you know indicated to you that they like uh, these big, grand proposals then you know maybe that's not the worst idea in the world to consider doing one for for a wedding proposal but you, you would know your partner certainly better than i would uh, so you know you would know the kinds of things she would appreciate or, or they would appreciate I, I i can't remember if genders were mentioned here um so so i mean i don't know that's that's one
2: a possibility yeah yeah i'm i'm feeling that 10 years into it Again, like I, I, I don't know why you would bring that up unless there is some other kind of thing that yeah. this would fit. And I feel like that's kind of the only thing that does. Uh, and so, you know, it obviously depends where your head's at with that, if you're ready to do that yet or not. But if you are, I don't know. Come up with something kind of fun and theatrical for I'm it. If you, it you are making, like absolutely
1: it. yeah. If you are make it a big a big thing and and something that uh, you know ideally something that's special to the two of you, whether it's uh, a pl- you know going to a place that's special to the two of you, or uh, you know if if there's maybe an artist or a band involved, uh, yeah. you know factor that in. Um, it's 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 hard to give that advice without knowing the people, right? Sure. <laughs>
0: sure. I'm Maybe thinking you, you zip line from a high point uh-huh. into the kneel, right? Ooh. <laughs> you oh, I like get that. a knee okay. like a superhero landing. Now, are we doing? Right? Is
1: there going to be a roll into the kneel? Or are we going yes. straight?
0: Yeah, yes, okay. I love that. You have to like undo the harness from <laughs> yeah. the zip line as you're landing to roll <laughs> yeah. into it. Um, you hire eight. Aerosmith to play. Uh, the one that's like, because I miss you, baby, and I don't want to miss a thing. Yeah, that's right.
2: And I don't want to miss a
0: thing. From yes. Armageddon
1: yes. and Saints Row 3. Or was it Saints Row 4? <laughs> one of the Saints Row games where you were climbing the rocket.
2: it starts playing that
1: yeah they play because the premise of i forget if it's three or four that like your character who's the president uh dies because they are climbing the side of like a nuclear missile and they like disarm it and it explodes in midair while that music plays (laughs) and you like save the world those games are wonderful Uh, check out those (laughs) games folks dr fredo's professional advice
2: Get some proposal advice from uh, them games. Yeah. It might be, climb a rocket.
1: Nuclear missile. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and then explodes into a firework that says, will you marry me? Very good. Um, maybe I'll bond it over, I don't know, similar beverage interests when you first started dating, right? And so maybe you get like some really fancy milk and you kind of, <laughs> nah. Drip ah. it out onto some kind of surface to form the words "Will you marry me?" It's gotta to have to be something that's not white. You're
0: gonna yeah, need enough for them to read it.
1: I think we're going we're going off the rails on, on <laughs> this just one. You do suggest now. they spell out, "Will you
0: marry me" in milk.
2: Absolutely. Imagine the precision required to do that, Audrey. You if it's would say two, yes
1: if it's two people that really love milk. <laughs> I, I could see that. Even you know? if it's it
0: the McPoyles. Maybe, maybe, maybe
1: you go on a tour of like a dairy farm or something, there and you go. arrange with the people that run the dairy farm in advance to have some big like everybody at the farm because <laughs> the cow's got Will You Marry Me painted yes. on the side of the cow. You know, something like that.
2: You squeeze the udder and you draw Will You Marry Me into the dirt like you would peeing. <laughs> that shows fucking skill. Yeah, Anyone is, would respect that and want to marry you. This is this my pers- personal advice.
1: <laughs> this person is probably listening and like, what the fuck? Like a milk-based <laughs> b-
2: proposal is your, is your advice? Listen, <laughs> like, do you want to have a successful proposal or do you want to do the normal thing? Yeah. Choose now. Choose okay. now. The, po- for the, the
1: point is, do a gesture of a thing that's like relevant to the yes, two of you. I think sure. is, the, is the real advice.
0: They're like, yeah. my girlfriend is upset because I didn't give her a promposal, <laughs> and you're like, get milk married, <laughs> yeah, milk milkposal, <laughs> get milk married, folks. <laughs> that's the
2: advice.
0: That's,
2: okay, one more one more serious <laughs> suggestion with this. Uh, I feel like part of the kind of like prom promposal thing and all that, an element is kind of the dressing up aspect. Uh-huh. It's, I don't know, but kind of trying to think of something else fancy you'd go to. But what about like an opera or something where like mm. you, you know, dress formal and stuff in the, in the audience that could kind of have that atmosphere to it a little bit. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe,
1: maybe whatever it is in, involves some some kind of fancy, you know, fancy event if it's right. related to it. So whether it's the kind of music you're into or maybe there's a kind of food that you both like or bonded over, go to like the nicest restaurant that has that, you know, and,
2: and maybe yeah. think about doing something there. That sort we, of thing. You get to do the whole dress up and everything. Uh, I'm just thinking of as many elements here you could do to like mm-hmm. blow those fucking zoomers out of the water with your proposals. <laughs> Get their asses! I don't even know if Zoomers are in high school anymore. Who's in high school now?
1: Zoomer juniors? I don't know. (laughs) Because I think now millennials are forty. Millennials are forty, so Zoomers are like
2: twenty-eight or something. (laughs) So this person could be a Zoomer. (laughs) I'm Zoomer cusp. I kept telling Audrey and Dylan, I was making a little joke. I was like, I'm a zoomer, I'm Zooming around. But I might be on the cusp. God damn.
1: You might be. I don't know what the exact years are, but it's something like that. If you're like, you know, 27,
2: 28. Yeah. Born in 92. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 90s kids. No. Audrey, did you read that question? I did. What a coincidence. I'm about to read a question. That is a a coincidence. fucking wild. Uh, I'm reeling. (laughs) Hi, Donovan, Audrey, and guests. Hello. 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 I'm the oldest child in a family of three. Mm -hmm. My younger brother, Seth, is the golden child to my parents, even now that we're both in our 30s. Whenever my parents are mad at my brother, they take it out on me all of my accomplishments are minimized because Seth got a job again or stopped smoking cigs I'm tired of it what can I do besides killing my family um (laughs) Can can you check to make sure it wasn't
1: me that wrote this this note to the show?
2: <laughs> oh no! Do you, have a, do you have a little sibling rivalry. I do. not it's
1: not a rivalry. My, my brother's great. I love my brother, uh, who I refer to as Sonny, on, you know, uh, uh, online. Uh, but I am definitely in a um, you know scapegoat golden child situation where my mm. brother is is very clearly uh, my parents' favorite, and. Um, but I don't know. I'm like fine with it. I guess I'm like yeah, whatever. Like my parents like my brother more. Like people, a, a lot of parents have favorites. They just don't admit it, including mine. But like it's obvious. <laughs> uh, and it was a thing that bothered me a lot more when I was younger. And now it's like, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm probably a little a little less close to my to my parents than my brother is. But they're they're my family, and I love them. And, and it is what it is. Um, yeah. At this point, I mean, I'm I'm. You know, I'm in my late 30s, so I don't know. I might be old enough that it's just like, well, who who cares? Right. <laughs>
2: you know. Uh,
1: but I definitely grew up with that. It was it was something I I had a, a chip on my shoulder about. There were a lot of situations where like. Uh, you know, they do stuff for my brother they wouldn't do for me or there'd be a year where some sad thing would happen and they would like skip my birthday, but they wouldn't skip my brother's birthday. You know, wow, that's that stuff like that. And it was always like, well, you're older, so you would understand. But like, right. that's obviously not what it was really about. You know, like, <laughs> come on, you don't have to be a psychologist to, to disentangle that one, buddy. Um,
2: <laughs> you think so there's I,
0: like a relief, like you have a kid, right? And you're not fully satisfied with the kid. And then you have another kid, and they turn out great. And you're just like, okay, all right, we got it in two.
2: Stop rolling the dice. You know,
1: it's the the older kid. I don't know if anybody's seen Gattaca. Have have either of you seen that movie where it's like, I watched it recently. Yeah. Good movie. And it's the same, you know, where the older brother uh, had some genetic defect or whatever. So his family just immediately not disowns them, but they're like, okay, well, whatever. I mean, the second kid's the real kid, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and he he lived with that chip on his shoulder his whole life. Um, I mean, I I would say I guess if I was going to give any any real big advice here, it would be like, don't, you know, and and it's it's um, ironic coming from me, I guess. But don't don't let that like bother you and sink you your whole life. I mean, at this point, you're an adult. You have your own like accomplishments. You have your own life. Uh, your your parents thinking your brother's better because you know whatever he he fulfills their imagined role of what a son should be or whatever right. the situation might be. Um, you know whatever that sucks but hey you're you're your own person at this at this point so I, I would say don't um, you know don't don't obsess yourself with that kind of like parental approval and, and acknowledgement and just just move on from it and you might end up a little bit less close with your parents than your sibling but that's that that's
2: life that happens you know its just how it goes sometimes start a new family with blackjack there you and go. I feel that, though. That's that's kind of like all you can do because, you know, yeah. ultimately, your parents are just other people and that yeah. stuff's kind of out of your control. And, like, what are you going to do? Fucking go talk to them and plead your case? Like, it's kind of yeah. something where it does suck and I don't want to discount that. Yeah. But it's kind of like, engaging with it is just going to make it shittier than it already is
1: it's like what know? are what's going to happen at that age you know they're probably not going to admit you know they're probably going to be like mad at you for bringing it up that like well that's not fair and that's not true and then you'll get into a big fight with your family over bringing up examples from 30 years i know from experience i've done exactly this and it gets no one anywhere so like uh, you know just <laughs> you're at that age you're probably not it's not Presumably, you're not like living at home. You're probably not interacting with your parents that often. Um, And I I don't want to trivialize it, right? But like, it seems like you'd be able to. to, move on and have a nice life outside of that and 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 just not let yourself get stuck there you know don't don't let yourself right. become that person that's like forever bitter and has a chip on their shoulder and develops this complex about not being the favorite or whatever like it is what it is and I say that from experience it's not why like my parents don't love me it's just uh you know on a on, on a not a love level on a like level they like my brother more than me and that's <laughs> and people like you know and and yeah. gun gun to your head Right, a lot of people that have kids listen, a lot of people deny it. Right, a lot of people are like, I don't have a favorite, or like, my favorite changes day to day. But that's bo- like, everybody has a favorite. <laughs> some people are just worse about disguising it, you know. Some people right. are just, <laughs> and, and your parents are probably those kinds of people, you know, <laughs> just like mine are.
2: I'll say, too, and like, again, I don't want to discount this entirely. Uh, but there is, there's also like a perspective element to this. So I got, I got three younger sisters. I'm the oldest and I'm the only guy. Right. And so like growing up and shit, probably from their perspective, I got some more attention sure. in part because I was a goddamn mess and I was in like psychiatric facilities and shit. Like mm-hmm. it was a rough time. And so from my perspective, I'm like, oh, I'm the least favorite cause I'm a goddamn mess. You know, I'm fighting with the parents doing all this stuff. But possibly like from, especially like my younger, like middle sisters and all that could see being like, what the fuck? I'm like getting overlooked. He's got to be the, the favorite or whatever. And again, it just comes down to it being pretty much arbitrary. Also, like what fucking even is a favorite? You know, do they just have more elements like you were saying, Fredo, that they like just in terms of like people? Yeah, they stuff? just have
1: more. I mean, in my case, it's like they just happen to have more things in common or what, you know, they're yeah. like friends. They, they just more feel than, like you're a exactly. better hang. Yeah, yeah. And, and that's, you know, and that's the way people are. I mean, right. th- there is, I guess I'll, I'll bust out a little bit of Dr. Fredo here of like, there is some research showing, and, and I think it makes a lot of sense that like younger kids generally have like slightly better. Um, Slightly better like outcomes because parents just just like with everything else, you learn through experience that maybe with the first kid you're you're too strict or too harsh or too whatever, and then you learn your lesson and you're like better with the subsequent kids. Um, and that it it could be maybe an element of that is happening, especially because you know as you go through life, you're always the first one to go through stuff as the oldest kid, so your parents are always going to be more critical of you, and then they'll like scale it back because then they've already gone through that, right? So so it's less of big deal but to you as the oldest kid it's always going to seem like your parents just just hate you compared to your siblings um and that is a like documented actual phenomenon that that happens you know it's just it's the fallibility of being human um so so my advice be resentful forever hate your family uh (laughs) <laughs> no, I mean, you know, it 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 is it is what it is. I, I don't know. Hopefully, hearing that maybe helps to alleviate some of the feelings around it. Because I, I hope uh, yeah. I hope this person doesn't like lose themselves in this vortex of of hate and anxiety over that. Because it's a it's a it's a very common thing. People like to pretend it's
2: not common, but it is. Right. It's better to kind of just you know address it as opposed to stewing over. Ooh, am I the favorite or not? And all of this again kind of arbitrary plus your parents are probably normies and maybe your brother's a normie and you're just fucking cool and you're doing cool shit and they're just not into that yeah that's because i mean that's the case like- with me me you know my too. dad and my brother are
1: both into <laughs> soccer and they watch soccer together and have that account and and i was like the weird bohemian grad school kid that became an internet leftist ape character so <laughs>
2: you know there's <laughs> different strokes there's different criteria for people and so don't i don't know don't judge yourself by your parents fucking interests and things they like you know go after whatever you're into you got your own family going. You got your own life. Don't don't put too much stake in this. Mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Audrey, you want to do one more? I do. I think there was something for a Detective Fredo in here. Oh, God. All right. The Detective Fredo <laughs> advice is happening.
0: This is a question for Detective Fredo. Mm-hmm. What do I do? I think a friend is ghosting me. I hate the uncertainty of it.
1: That's that's the okay. Uh, well, hold, hold on, on. I'm the gonna,
2: detective hat.
0: Get. I off have to the channel. I ass. have to. I
1: have to get. Give me a second. I have to get into character here. I'm get doing the.
0: the on, I'm doing the the, the hand
1: over my face like hexadecimal from that reboot CG cartoon in the '90s to change my facial expression. I'm getting a lot of head shakes here. Um, <laughs> detective Fredo, if if that happened to me, I would simply shoot that person with my gun. <laughs> um, that's that's the classic. <laughs>
2: it's
1: your special ability. De- yes, the classic Detective Fredo line. Uh, much much like our uh, our proud boys in blue. You know the way he solves every problem is by simply pulling out his gun and shooting. Uh, disclaimer uh, asterisk parentheses in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy available now for the PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X entertainment consoles. Until
0: um, the game rules, actually, yeah, it's I'm really good. Uh, so
1: that's that's Detective Fredo's advice advice um i i i Please, think uh, yeah i think I dr fredo's advice that. is uh is like it, it it happens you know um i don't know how how close you previously were uh, can, can you can you read that bit of, again audrey was it, were they like close or just starting to date or what was the situation
0: what do just i so- do i think a friend is ghosting me i hate the yeah. uncertainty of it
1: yeah um Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think those things happen that people get busy and they or they get different interest and they kind of drift apart. Uh, If you're like best friends, you know, if you're really close, you've been friends for a long time, you know, maybe say something of like, hey, you know, I miss hanging out. What's you know, what's going on? Uh, If if that's not the case, I'd say, well, what you know, people drift in and out of each other's lives and there's. Nothing. Nothing wrong with that, but but if Detective was yeah. advice, pull out your gun and shoot them. In um, uh, Call of Duty Vanguard, now available on the uh, PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X uh, Series uh, consoles, also backwards compatible with the PlayStation Four and uh, Xbox One consoles.
2: Technology rules. <laughs> so I kind of, I got the same feelings on it too. It really depends on the closeness of the relationship. And, uh, you know, with ones that aren't so close, sometimes there's not, most of the time, I think there's not a formal, hey, I think we should part ways or whatever. Like, sometimes people just drift away, and and that's kind of how it goes. But like Fred was saying, if, you know, if this is a close friendship, and you've been talking frequently, and then this happens out of nowhere, I would try to figure out what the fuck's going on and talk to him, make sure you didn't do anything to upset him or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, i gotta say i do this i drift out on people with with some regularity um they might they might be back you never know yeah.
1: yeah i think you know i think it happens uh depending on the level of relationship you have with people i think everybody can relate to this to to some degree um even even if you're the kind of person, it's like, well, I just have a small circle of very close friends. Well, you, people that you're maybe acquaint, acquaintances with might see you that way. You know, you, you never know, yeah. right? So yeah, um, so I th- I think that's um you know I th- I think that's a very common phenomenon, especially these days. Like everybody's so everybody's so like busy and downtrodden by hell world everybody's like working extra hours everybody's stressed out everybody's got so many problems to deal with that sometimes right. you just don't have uh, especially as people get older and whatever maybe they have kids maybe they get married maybe they move maybe they get a new job and uh, it's it's hard to maintain the energy in some of these friendships especially like a newer friendship or somebody you don't know that well or uh, maybe you know them through a hobby that you're not that into anymore so they're not as much fun to hang out with I mean there's a yeah. there's a million variables here that are all like reasonable things that people go through all the yeah. time
2: a lot of times it's not personal people just got a lot of shit going on yeah you know? and i think that's kind of the best mentality to to take on this kind of thing if you've done the you know if you've done the reach out and you're not hearing back i think that's kind of all you can do you know see what happens but if you haven't i'd, I'd at least like shoot the message if this is somebody you want in your life uh but if you don't hear back again just i don't know don't take it personally it does suck sometimes but way she goes you know there's there's other folks out there there's other cool folks out there like me definitely fucking cooler than this friend who ghosted you i'll tell you that much (laughs) that's a guarantee (laughs) maybe they went out to the store to pick up some milk and they just got lost with all the options whole organic Mm -hmm. two percent coconut i'm a coconut
1: milk guy gotten into that a lot lately and and oat milk too yeah Hmm.
2: I had some fucking oat milk on a trip. Oh, and I was at my cousins for Thanksgiving. Somebody was like, oh, I'm making a latte with oat milk. And I was like, I'll try that. And it was good. good. It was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Can't I tried. I remember going to like a
1: fancy pants cafe with, with my brother, uh, Sonny, uh, one of his favorite spots. Uh, and they recommended it to me. And they let me try some. I'm like, damn, this is this stuff's really nice. I, I uh, uh, was quite enamored with it. Shouts out to oats. Yeah, we love oats. <laughs>
0: Friend of the show,
1: oats. Yeah. friend of the <laughs> show, oats. Enemy of the show, milk.
2: Regular milk. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, milk. <laughs> <laughs> we can stand by that. That's the that's the take home lesson for you today, folks. Uh, but we're coming up on the end here, and so we have to Woo! get the fucking applause going. Fredo, thank you for fucking joining us. Well, it's thank, thank you. Time. Thank you so
1: much. This was a lot of fun. I'm really glad uh, we got to do this, and we came full circle on that Fredo chat arc, which yes. which started, when was that? It was like a while ago that's now. A year.
2: Close yeah. to a year, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: So we're, we're wrapping a, a, a nice little bow on that. I hope everybody that's uh, that's listening is uh, is as happy about this as I am. Uh, <laughs> if, if you're one of the fans of this show that uh, is not familiar with Fredo, uh, please follow me on Twitter at UTwittily. Uh, That's U-T-W-I-T-I-L-Y. U-twit, I uh, love you. I have the um, uh, the avatar of Donkey Kong playing hockey from the Donkey Kong Hockey Game & Watch game that my friend <laughs> Sal made for me. And... Uh- <laughs> Wait, that's Shout from out to a thing? I was Yeah, it's about that. it's from it's the art from the Game and Watch game, but um, a- another poster, Vision Pleasure, who got banned, and I was never able to figure out like if they came back under another account or whatever. They like redrew it for me in a different yeah. style yeah but but then that person if you're out there dm me because i i you know you got banned and i don't know if you stood in a new account uh i actually did put out a call i put out a thread asking does anybody know what happened to vision pleasure and i got a bunch of these like weird bots that were like my account got banned dm so-and-so to get your account unbanned. i'm like
2: god uh-huh. damn it that's not what i want <laughs> get these goddamn robots out of here
1: yeah yeah, so so follow Fredo, um, and uh, yeah, had, I had a lot of fun, folks, and I hope that uh, the Fredo chat arc continues, and, and we look forward to uh, fun participation <laughs> from both of you there in our, in our various uh, uh, Fredo chat storylines that are going on at any given moment.
2: <laughs> That's a good time in there. Uh, and I highly recommend, folks, follow Fredo. You're just you're just a good thing for the timeline, I tell you what. <laughs> yeah. It is consistently something that makes me happy.
1: Well, I am everyone's favorite small account, and then you put the little TM next to the uh, <laughs> uh, Alt-0153, everyone's favorite small account.
2: <laughs> well, Audrey, we got to do some goddamn shout-outs. You yeah! ready for this? I'm ready. Hey, folks, w- we do a thing. We do a Patreon, patreon.com slash RFTB. For $5 a month, you get a bonus episode every goddamn week. And for $10 a month, you get that,
0: and we yell your name at the end, possibly with sound effects. Audrey, who do we have first? We're going to shout out beloved day one Patreon supporter, Barb. We're going to shout out Spreadable Fruit. We're going to shout out our very good friend, Dylan, a.k.a. Daddy.
2: We're going to shout out my dad, a.k.a. dad.
0: <laughs> from, from episode 105, the yellow rose of Toteland, we're going to shout out Rich Homie Click Clack.
2: We're going to shout
0: out Alexandros across the goddamn Atlantic Pond. And a very uh, healthy and powerful shout out to Big Al the Big
2: Woo, thanks folks. so much for
0: supporting us at the ten dollar a month level we we love you thank you
2: you, you could be that cool too. patreon.com slash rftb the bonus episodes are a good time and this week i'm probably gonna talk about how somebody took a shit in my garage so that's a little <laughs> teaser for that, we'll about <laughs> oh, that
1: i can't wait to hear boardwalk. that story
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh who did the music uh me i did the intro song uh it's the rftb theme uh, you can find it and plenty of other music I've made for the show at soundcloud.com slash rftb.
2: All bangers, folks. Check it out and also check out the folks that did our outro music. It's the Hey Fellows, Instagram.com slash the Hey Fellows, or on Spotify, two spaces, three words, the Hey Fellows.
0: Folks, I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. And listening to the show, it gives me it gives me power and pleasure. And another word that starts with P. <laughs> Poner. A pwner. Okay, oh, no, a, like a gamer slang. Sure, sure, sure. Ponage, pure ponage. That's ponies. A That's a i word. remember that that web show, pure ponage. Yep. <laughs>
1: From like 15 years ago. Fucking I wonder what those F- guys are up to now.
2: FPS Doug. FPS That's
1: Doug. Yeah, great characters. Great Whoa, stuff. Oh man, Jack,
2: that
0: guy. Yeah. Shouts out to Weeble stuff. Let's go. Yeah, fucking hey. I'm gonna go watch some weeble stuff videos. Shouts out to uh <laughs> uh shouts out to Pure Pony, shouts
1: out to Low Tax from
0: Hell. How's it hope it's going well? <laughs> uh, <laughs> hope you're enjoying "Hello low tax thanks so much for tuning in to the program i'm gonna say it like i say it every week i'm gonna get right up on this microphone i'm gonna be like i love you thanks bye